Hello and welcome to the second episode of Let's Talk Tactics. I'm your host, Zach Burrell. Hey, I'm Daniel Boone. Hey, and I'm Luck. And this week we have our first guest. Uh, welcome, Zande. How are you doing, sir? Good. Yourself? Not too bad. So before we start off with the topic for this week, which is a day in the life, uh, how about you tell us a little, about, uh, a little bit about yourself in terms of your Final Fantasy history, how you got into War of the Visions, like that kind of background sort of thing? I've played most Final Fantasies. Some of the biggest ones were uh, Tactics. I spent over 100 hours on that game and fell in love with the series. Um, during COVID, ended up getting put out of work and uh, playing Final Fantasy XIV. They were doing the collaboration event, and that's when I saw more oh, of the visions okay. and nice, nice. got into it. Wasted resources on Thancred that I, I was going to say, did you go for Thancred? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We're here with you. But fell in love with the PvP and how deep you can build your teams, your characters. Now, I know you're... Are you completely free-to-play, or you're kind of close to free-to-play? I've spent less than $100, and I've played for 170 days. Okay. So, PvP... How has that experience for you? How's that been? Live PvP? Uh, typically, I lose. <laughs> okay. But it feels good whenever you can draw the battle out a little bit, knowing you're at a disadvantage. Sure, sure. Have you ever... Uh, now, I know t free -to -player, or free-to-play players can't usually afford to put their rainbow fragments into lower units, but have you done, like, Sazan charms to anybody yet and, like, really tilted the whales? No, the no. the biggest resource dump I did was uh, a phobe. I didn't have a healer and was trying to clear the tower. Okay. Hey, she's not really a dump though. She's pretty good. <laughs> I used to yeah. run like five floors of the tower. She's great. Got my monks give chakra giving her TP back. <laughs> but, I think uh, she was my second uh, L uh, TMR that I ever got. I think me too. Actually, I had Mont first because most of us yeah, did exactly, really. <laughs> and Mont then for into Phoebe. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So, uh, like I said, this topic is a day in the life. So, talking about how we balance our uh, raids, like this week, or our character farms for Alcris or whatever, or we have, say, shard farms to do every day, which I'm sure we all do, the hard quests. I, I hope that's at least one of your <laughs> daily daily habits. Uh, we have the, uh, the Coral Sword, uh, Plat Mace, Drake's Horn, Spear, all those things stacked together. Uh, it's a lot. So I kind of want to see how different perspectives balance that because uh, Daniel and I are spenders um, on more of the, more the higher end. Uh, so we buy out like the weekly energy packs, the daily energy packs, and we try to maximize those gains. Whereas other players, I know Locke, you are a spender, but not on energy, which is interesting. And then uh, Zonda, you're, uh, like you said, you're on the lower end of like basically no spending. So I, I think this would be an interesting to kind of hear everybody's perspectives and how like our day-to-day -day War of the Visions life sort of differs. Um, I'll start with myself briefly. Um, for, I'll use this week as an example. Uh, I always feel a week behind <laughs> because I'm trying to farm everything, which I think is actually kind of a pitfall you fall into when you buy the energy pots. Like you feel like you can do everything and then you get done with one thing and realize you've got like 10 pots left and it's only Thursday. And you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> so now you got to start doing multis, which I have a tough time doing because I, I do have a full-time job. I, I was working nine-hour days for a while. Um, and it was really like, it was a later shift. So I would get home at like seven. 
and then I try to like scramble do other stuff I'd have tournament matches and I just it's hard for me to do multi sometimes and reasonably sleep more than three hours um so yeah it's it's a weird like little self-fulfilling difficulty there <laughs> with with spending and then feeling you need to do everything spreading yourself thin but at the same time that's like a first world problem because there's other people who don't have all those pots so it's it's a <laughs> definitely an interesting topic dan do you feel kind of the same way with uh how your lifestyle goes yeah, I think uh, depend my my uh, like weekly like energy uh, spending uh, kind of determine or uh, depends on um, I guess each week uh, like how invested am I in the event? You know, um, definitely didn't uh, farm enough of the the Drakeshorn last time. Um, who I knew think a that, lot like, of people regretted that. Wolf thanks for that exactly. ice brand, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but. Uh, as as far as kind of like my daily grinds um like the way i like i can't believe i'm about to say this like the way i structure i structure it is i um i do the the daily stages that are always offered like the xp cubes the the growth pots uh, etc um those are like my first things i go to and then um that basically like I, I, <laughs> um well you know when uh as soon as i can get to the game you know after going through my daily habits and stuff um but like I, I try to prioritize those get those out of the way so i don't i don't forget them right um pop that first one shop <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes um but like I, I also show this on my streams like i try to start my my playing for the day for lack of a better phrase i guess um with uh like getting all of my daily missions, like all yep. of like the bar up to 100, right? Like um, it's like making your bed at the beginning of the day. Like it, <laughs> um, it's like that 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 sense of productivity, um, right, right. kind of like gets me to keep doing like productive things. So, um, and then it just you know, so after I get the daily stuff out of the way, that's when I um, try to, you know, take care of the the, the rest of the far plane stuff, right, uh, right. hard hard quest that kind of thing. Yeah, I think the first thing when I wake up, it's like free pulls. Uh, right now, it's do the little MR plus pull, do my hard quests, and then I can kind of like, all right, set this slow gill farm while I take a shower. <laughs> it's like my, my morning. Uh, Locke, what about you? So I have an interesting story that I just was not able to buy any of those uh, pots because the game just wouldn't let me buy the pots for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. And uh, I tried, you know, contacting support to say, why can I not? get the pots and they were not very helpful with that at all what? so i <laughs> i went for i think two months without being able to get it and somehow the problem got resolved i think with one of the newer updates from the game and suddenly i was like wow i can have access to all these pots and do like <laughs> unimaginable things <laughs> right. um but then you know I, I, for me, it's just a mindset i i don't want to always have the best things when i start um, it, you can kind of look at the way I play live live matches. I never start live matches with a unit at 99. I always start at 79 or 89, and then I slowly kind of build that person up. And yeah, I think see you how touched it, on at the end of last podcast, right? You were saying that was like your exactly. ending word advice to everybody is like, start with the low. The low exactly, levels. yeah. And it's just a, a personal um, like frame of mind for me. I mean, I, like I think if I, if I played a game where all the best things were given to me, and then I could do something with it, I would just get bored fast. It's, that's just me, right? It's not, uh, you know, other people want the best things that's available at the time. Uh, for me, it, it just that's just not, not it. So what I do when I farm, I um, 
you know, I, I mostly do Maltese, but not like all day. It's just maybe mm. for like a few hours while I'm doing something else. Sure. Uh, and I slowly build up uh, a stash of uh, resources. So for, for the maize farming, I had like everything except for the recipes because I had all those items from like different, uh, I, from different Maltese that I did over the, over the months, right? Right. So that was really easy. That was able to get it in like two days because I just needed 63 recipes and I was done. Um, and usually I try to prioritize uh, weapons. So I would try mm. to get plus five weapons because there isn't as many weapons to get as there's armors. Okay. Because armors, there are like different versions and variants and stuff and it's just like too much. <laughs> right? <laughs> so armors, I'm usually okay with like plus two of one kind of armor. <clears throat> uh, and I just use it as best as I can. Uh, and maybe slowly I will I will farm up to a plus five, but it'll probably take a long time. Uh, weapons I try to go with the plus five because I just I, I like playing more offensive than defense. Right. So with my vision cards, I always focus on the offense. So that that's you mad, you know, man. And I can't imagine. I'd be on edge <laughs> the whole time. I'd be like, oh, I'd be so nervous. But uh, all right, Zani, what about you? So walk us through your average day. You wake up, how you start the game, if you start right away or not, and. Uh, as soon as I can, I go through the uh, free summons and stuff like you mentioned and skip through my hard quests. And then I'll start doing, you know, a slow gill farm or whatever while I'm doing something like making my lunch for work. Oh, mad for my own heart. <laughs> and then it's a 40 minute drive. By the time I get to work, my energy's full. Start another slow farm. Ignore it for another couple hours. Do it again. Then when I get home... If there's a piece of equipment like uh, the Coral Sword where I've got a 99 Sid, well, I need that. <laughs> yeah. Farming multis in the background on my computer for the rest of the evening. Because mm -hmm. can't so, afford to host. <laughs> yeah, right? So that's, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm getting into here. Like, how many, and again, you can refuse to answer any of these you want. I don't know if it's personal or whatever, but. How many hours a day would you say you dedicate to joining Maltese and kind of actually grinding, like working really hard for it? It depends on how interested in the item I am. Like right now Coral with the sword. Coral Sword and my Sid, I'm, I'm spending two, three hours a day farming mm -hmm. it on multi. You know, it's every minute and a half, two minutes, readying up again, going through the loading screens. Now, how impactful... Is it when they give us, say, the 10 large uh, pots for a bingo board or things like that? Like, are those massive boons to your account? Or are you just kind of used to doing the multis to where you don't need that energy as much and you can right. kind of stockpile for later? I, I hoard all of those for instances like the Coral Sword where as the time starts winding down, I go, oh, I still need more lightning crisps. Mm -hmm. I'll set up an auto farm, go to bed. And that's what I've saved energy pots for. Got you. Okay. Yeah, because I've always been curious because uh, they're they're. I I really don't mean to sound like first world problems, but I ran out of energy on like a Saturday, and I had no pots, and I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm still doing my normal stuff. I don't have time to like do multis right now. I'm like, and I was just watching my energy. Like every ten minutes, is like, do I have more energy yet? Oh, only two or four, or whatever it is. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so last, last week I got like to like fifty large pots and i was like whoa whoa oh i go to zero every week like i can't i can't save yeah. pots to save my life there were like two weeks in the last like two months where i didn't like farm myself to the bones but um yeah it's interesting so that almost makes it like you're you're far more efficient than we are though yes definitely 
Like you get to do okay, these I, multis that you you double drops all the time and I think I'm sitting on three hundred small, a hundred medium, a hundred large pots. My coral sword will be finished tomorrow. And then I'll be dumping pots to get the mace, hoping I get the calculator. There you go. I mean, you'll, you'll get it later, right? <laughs> um, Eventually. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's so interesting to me. So then, what about... How many espers would you say you're resonant with on an average unit that you've used? Oh, that's a good question. Um max resonance I've yes probably, like my sid probably has resonance with like seven different espers mm -hmm. all seven i could imagine using the two-headed right. dragon behemoth odin etc now do you when a, say when a new esper comes out say like maybe when odin was released what was your process for kind of like hardcore getting resonance or did you not really worry about it because it took a while to actually build odin up I didn't really worry about farming resonance okay. right away. I just pulled them, threw them on, I think it was Sid at the time, and built it up as I could. Just naturally? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because like, that's when... But that's actually another reason um, I don't do multis as much. It's because I want to get the resonance and affinity across all of my units because of PvP. So it's interesting that... Um, it's always interesting to hear when that's necessarily not a priority. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you was... guys experience that too, Locke, Daniel? In that order? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you switched us up this time, so it took me a second. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, resonance is, is a big part of it, and I think I spend a lot of energy on resonance more than I do mm -hmm. on like farming for um, uh, you know, a multi, sorry, equipment and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh but i mean as the game keeps going on i don't spend as much time on resonance anymore like when right. it started i would spend almost all my energy on on it on resonance uh and i have resonance with like a lot of like low tier units for example severo murmur uh i remember when you talked about it i had a lot of these low tier units built up but i don't anymore because mm -hmm. i can't afford the energy to get resonance for like newer units right 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 um so that's that is a that is a limiting factor, and I think especially for PvP, if you are looking at like lower tier units, you just don't mm -hmm. have the energy to train the resonance up for them, which is right. which is limiting. Yeah. Yeah, because we we talk about this all the time in the PvP servers, where it's like you think of these lower rarity units as more accessible and they're easier and all this stuff, but really they're just not because of limited resources like fragments and stuff. So it's mm -hmm. you don't actually see anybody except like the like whales having maxed out Mishas like I do. <laughs> like nobody nobody has time to level Mish, but I'm like, oh I got Mish resonant with like six Espers. He's affinity with everybody. Like it's it's just so we it's so interesting. I love this. So Daniel, what about you? I I was it's funny, I was just imagining um like each of us like trying to, to build resonance and like for me, um like obviously I'm um like almost entirely like PvP focused, right? So like um, any of my grinding teams, um, they almost always include like an MR or an SR on there. Like uh, you can't neglect the the units that you plan on using. And if you mm -hmm. plan on using all of your roster, it's it's it takes a long time. Um, and you know, there's uh, the the new like uh, unit pack or whatever that lets you build resonance twice or, twice as fast. That's uh, that definitely goes a long way for like eight dollars or whatever. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> but uh, and the GP. You know, obviously. 
not everybody has access to that, right? right. Um, but it's it's interesting because um, you have to take that into account depending on like what stages you're doing. If you're trying to do like these uh, like some of these far plane stages that require like like if they're brutal difficulty or whatever, um, you have to <laughs> you may have to make sure like if you set that on auto to like build your resonance that like your units aren't dying and then you're losing out on bravery and you know which is you know the bravery and faith build or um, um, build up is uh, another like problem in itself right that's not like, even the, that's not free to play friendly either like no, you have to specifically not. spend time doing like some bullshit story mission <laughs> that's like really easy to clear to get your faith up like do you like uh zande looks like you're about to say something you do it in your dailies you do it in your dailies you, you bring you bring fina with you or something <laughs> and you have her slap it on whoever you, you spend five turns Efficiency. passing on everyone else do that then press yeah. auto and walk away <laughs> there you go <laughs> Lock similar for you? Uh, yeah, it's I, I usually get it done while I'm doing something else. Um, the, the faith and the bravery. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I get it up to seventy in barracks. Uh, before, <laughs> right. um, you know, before I do anything else, and then the last thirty, I I use Rob to get the uh, bravery up quickly. Uh, and thankfully, faith I only need for my. I like half how you my plugged units. Rob. Here's like, make sure it's Rob. <laughs> it is. It's always Rob. I don't know. <laughs> it's always Rob. <laughs> Somebody quote this man. Um, yeah, for my mages, for the faith, it's only half my units, so it's not as as bad. I think all the units that I need, even like the MRs and SRs, I have at ninety seven faith for mm. for all the mages. I mean, it's just been a long time that I do like resonance farming and everything else, and I I get it done. Everyone's at least fifty now, though, right? For bells. Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. a couple of icons. Like I was using Mariluke in the raid for fun. Uh, Daniel and I and two other people did a uh, strike damage rooms where it was two Marilukes, a Lucia, and Aziza. It was fun as hell. Just doing pummel chains. Um, but I realized the very first raid we did, I'm like revitalize, move up. I'm like, wait, where's my AP? I, I had thirty uh, faith still, <laughs> so he it whiffed. failed. He whiffed so hard. It was, it was glorious. I, went, I imperiled, and then I went to my next turn, and I was like, put. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and we almost failed it by, like, we were, like, two turns. We, we cut it close. Um, anyway, sorry, just an aside, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kept some of my, some units strategically at 30 just because there's so much uh, status effects going on, and I yeah. just want to be able to have a chance to not get, like, silenced and disabled and whatever. Yeah, so for most of mine are at yeah. 97 for full lives. Yeah. I don't know if you know about me and my history of full <laughs> lives, but nobody knows. I'm even 97 is not good enough. Well, by the way, just a funny thing here. Uh, so, Zande, are you familiar with the PvP scene at all? Yeah, some. So, the last two tournaments I was in the finals, and I missed a full life each time from Fryevia both times on uh, the 97%. Uh... Not even talk about other stuff that happened. Today, <laughs> it gets worse. In my side event match, uh, in the MR or less match, I missed a 99% confuse. And I and then oh, the turn gosh. after, I missed a 95% jamming thrust. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit a 67% attack, a 31% stop, and a 48% disable. But you know, <laughs> something's going on with your luck, man. Anyway, so it's a... that's that's the joke. Uh, I'm a joke. No, but, uh, <laughs> um, 
anyway sorry yeah so my most of my guys are 97 phase so i'm actually getting pretty nailed by these status effects these days from delita and agris and wall and stuff i basically just play that game is like who's who's gonna coin flip first and like i hope it's me <laughs> um so that's interesting now here's a question i have uh we'll start with zande how many units do you have at 15 15 15 jobs uh zero now is that for like disinterest or is it just you don't want to spend the resources on that uh to because i mean you can multi-grind it so that's I got my first maxed UR right around the time Wall got released. Oh, okay. Who who was it? Fred. Nice. Federica. And then I proceeded to max Wall and then Sid. So, okay. It, it's just been lack of desire to spend the time farming that on top of a Coral Sword or a Rasagethi or whatever. Right, right. It's only so much time you could spend farming. And then Locke, what about you? Uh, I have two units, uh, and that's like as of this week. And before this week, I had zero. I know you're talking about this week. That's why I wanted to bring it up. It reminded me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, is the... Yeah, I mean, you want to play I, with I a 99 unit before they're maxed out to make sure that you know how they work, <laughs> and then you're going to max them out. <laughs> well, part of that, too. And, I mean, I, I tried doing it on Maltese for a while. I just I, I just don't want to spend, like, hours, additional hours just doing that. Um, right. And and again, trying to do it on solo would, it would just take too much like a energy. Slog. Yeah, it's. Yeah. So the only reason I I got it uh, I got these units up now is because I have a few maxed out units now, and I'm getting all these shards, which is making it quite easy to get those. Uh, you know the, what is whatever it's called those <laughs> the, uh, five pink job memories. Pink yeah, those pink job memories. So that's why I'm able to get them. I think I'll have like maybe three or four by the end of this week. That'll be like fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. That's also why I was asking. So because I've maxed a lot of units over time, I just passively, when I pull my Medina and Miranda dupes, because apparently that's all I can pull um, oh, after maxing them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I have a lot of those UR medals, so I've been just dumping those. Especially, too, I maxed Rams and Sid the first time around in Tactics, so that Chocobo Expedition was farming me UR medals, like, every day. Um, so, like, I just buy the pink memories there, so it feels easier but i hate farming the faint memories like the the actual like pink orbs themselves mm -hmm. it takes it feels like forever like those are the only thing that bottleneck me now um and then zonda you were saying uh you just maxed your units recently uh do you think you're yeah. going to go for them soon especially because you're gonna have a pimped out orlando with a plus five coral sword uh, as soon as the coral sword and the platinum mace are done that's the plan is to switch to farming that host it if i have to when you get your guys 15, we'll have to do a PvP match. <laughs> yeah, good luck with the farm. Yeah, that sounds sick. So, okay. Um, let's transition a little. Um, is, actually, is there anything else you guys uh, think would be useful to add uh, to that sort of topic before we wrap it up? Um, I was going to say that um, I didn't really notice getting my units to all 15 levels for each job until I started pulling more dupes. Mm -hmm. um, like as your roster develops and as you have more level 99 uh, units, whether they're you are or whatever, um, you're pulling more dupes, you have more opportunity to buy their job memories in the, the soul metal shop. Mm -hmm. um, so like you, uh, when you were asking like uh, how many units do you have uh, like all maxed out, um, I had to go check because I was like, oh, when... <laughs> when did i start like consistently getting units to level like 
15 for every job. And uh, like I have somewhere between a dozen and two dozen, like all maxed out at like 15 everything. And mm -hmm. um, I think it was around the time that Lucia came out. Oh, that's um, actually earlier than me. Yeah, Lucia, that's, I think that's the earliest I remember, like making sure to max out the, the character because um, just having that extra edge, um, um, like it's like, even if it's like a, uh, like a slight advantage, it's still it's usually two agility. Yeah, it's like it's good, it's yeah. more noticeable in PvP than in <clears throat> PvE, mm -hmm. PvE, obviously. Um, and so like yeah, every fifteenth level of their main job is huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anybody thinking of um, whether they're on the fence between like twelve or fifteen, like at least get your main job to fifteen if you can. Yep. Like uh, even my murmur, person. main mm -hmm. job. The rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and I think I think maybe we're we're used to thinking just in terms of UR units, but um, yeah, I definitely have MRs and SRs that are maxed out because um, they're already at a disadvantage if they're facing against other URs. So like pretty much any edge you can get is uh, is important. Right. I think it gives a percent increase actually on that fifteenth level, so that it is like it is it does add to it. Um, mm. I just couldn't be like bothered, but but it it does it does provide some stats and it is a percent yeah. increase as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there's no oh, sorry. Uh just I was just gonna say in closing to that that sub that subject, like just make sure to do maybe like an hour or something of like the the red farm on Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, Saturdays, you know, just uh join rooms. Build it up join slowly. rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Don't spend um, your eighteen energy a run. <laughs> yeah, you're uh... I've, hosted, I've hosted for my guild before because I have a couple guildies, real MVPs that host it like every weekend. That's just yeah. what they like to farm for some reason. Yeah, so just and, keep an eye out. Uh, yeah. Half an hour, hour. Um, you won't and they're out. nearly free to play too. Like I don't even think they buy weekly pots, and they just love doing Saturday <laughs> pink farms. I'm like you're a madman. <laughs> like, I'm willing to host, but if you're gonna be like, hey guys, red room open, join in. I'm like, all right. Uh, and that was post split too, so the splitting was is a whole another topic. But <laughs> yeah, that's collectively facepalm. No. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> the next topic then we we got a lot of requests to actually talk about PvP more and like the meta and everything. And talk about kind of the plat mace being a really high priority for units like Ildira leads me into talking about Ildira. So I'm going to start with Locke. My new favorite unit. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to so. say that you, out of the four of us, I assume the four of us, um, I have her, but I haven't used her a lot in PvP. Zonda, you said you don't have her yet, right? Yeah, 30k down, nothing. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. That was me with Kilfe, yeah. <laughs> and then Daniel, uh, you also don't have her yet. That's correct. So, like... Locke, you are our resident professional. <laughs> Let us know kind of how – I guess we're going to hit three points. The How she is as a unit and just, like, some interesting things about her, what makes her unique. Her impact on the meta. And then the third part actually has nothing to do with her, so we'll wait, we'll wait for that. Okay. So, um, how she is as a unit. She's great. Uh, the reason she's great is because she can do two rolls at once and both rolls very effectively. Uh, first of all, her damage is is very good. Uh, she has access to two different types of damage, light damage and uh, water damage, and she has huge AoEs. Uh, the holy skill that she has actually does quite a, a lot of damage. It says M damage, but you know, if it fulfills a height condition, I'm pretty sure it gets bumped up to the L L type of damage. So it's mm -hmm. you know, I can one shot a lot of uh, a lot of tanks that are weak to magic with it. Like yeah, I think today... I, I can. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go, go on. Go I was going to say, uh, today in Guild Battles, actually, I put her in for the first time because Miranda was doing some dumb shit. And uh, 
she actually chose to do holy over any of her water moves um, for one of the turns, which is normally they prioritize the highest damage that they can aim properly and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and the map has water attack up. And she had uh, Shiva and Trousseau. Like, she's got the damage. Mm -hmm. And she chose to do holy, which I found very interesting. I was expecting her to do a, a water a, or a water go on the back line, but she didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely hear you on that holy. <laughs> yeah, she she does like she does amazing damage basically. Uh, I mean, and also everyone I'm sure everyone has heard about it, but she is a, like a terrific farmer. She's better than Mediana, which was the previous terrific farmer. Uh, so she took over that role. Uh, so you know, so I mean, her damage capability is up there. Uh, there's no question about it. But then the second part that's so good about her is the supporting capabilities. And the reason I got used to um, finding about that is because I started using her at level 69. At level 69, I'm not expecting her to do you know crazy damage. So I'm only using her for her supporting, right? So her the first skill that is amazing on her is her LB. It gives 60 CT uh, to everyone in the AOE one square. And so I don't know if this is a bug or if this is intentional, but even if you don't target her, she gets 60 CT as well. Whoa, 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 so, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. So yeah. I heard the bug where there's a graphical error where if you target her, it doesn't say she gets it, but she gets it. But you're yeah. saying if she does it across, say she had infinite range, she did it across the map, she still gets the CT? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you don't, so if you don't move and you use her LB, she gets ADCT. So she can move twice in a turn. Right? So That's gigantic. I... I feel like I don't want that to exist. In live PvP? But... In live PvP, yeah. And also yeah, in like... With in her Guild TMR, that's three turns. Yeah, her TMR... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but her LB is... is it's a very, very touchy subject. <laughs> <laughs> but her LB is, is, is very powerful. For example, even in Guild War, um, if I put her next to uh, Warrior of Light, she will use the LB and he will get two turns and put himself way... Beyond the rest of the team, that he that no one else will get caught in the AOEs. You mm -hmm. pair him with a Federica. Federica is going to be, you know, she can barrage from ten ten squares away, so she won't get hit by any AOEs, but she will kill your opponents, right? right. So which is she, excellent know, on this can... map too, with all the water. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, this this map is is perfect for that. Um, but yeah, she's she's good in a lot of places as support, and you know, let's start. And we haven't even touched on her healing. Her healing is, in my opinion, on par with Ayaka. Instant. Because it does a lot of healing, instant healing. It's like Ayaka's LB, and but you can cast it many times. Uh, it's not. It doesn't heal as much, but it heals a lot. Can I just say? I think. Uh, I think it's on par because she has magic up, whereas Ayaka doesn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she just has yeah, pure okay. base stats, or not base stats, but her stats Higher, themselves yeah. rather than multipliers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not base yeah, stats, so but. <laughs> <laughs> So that's yeah. So her her healing capability is there. Her uh, LB is great. Her damage is there. The one thing we haven't talked about is her CT manipulation, which is also crazy. Uh, she has that CT average skill. Wait, real so, quick, Zonda, have you seen his video? I have not yet. Okay, we'll have to send it to you after the podcast. I'm sure he'll talk about it right now. But um, yeah, so I basically what I did, I paired her with two uh, two thieves who have the steel time ability. So both of these thieves are built to have very, very high agility, the maximum agility I can find with like, you know, VCs and whatever. Uh, turn one, I would go and steal time the opponents. 
turn two, I would use her LB so that they can go again. Uh, turn three, I would use CT average, which averages everyone within a um, an AOE two range. Uh, and because my two steel timers are faster than the three opponents, I basically get three turns in a row before the opponent has gone once. So I can like decimate a team and they don't get to move. <laughs> his, in the video, his opponent doesn't get a turn. Yeah, and they're dead. <laughs> Not a single turn. Not a single turn. It was disgusting. <laughs> People on Reddit were like, oh man, you should get banned for this. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Oh. And there's one thing actually I haven't touched on, another great feature of her, her uh, AoE Disable. So uh, Disable as... Um, so it, this the Disable formula for her doesn't follow the typical Disable formula because typically with the higher your faith, the more chance you have to cast Disable. Uh, but in this case, she has a 15% chance, sorry, up to 30% chance uh, depending on you know her faith and the opponent's faith. And based on if her height condition is met, she gets an additional 20%. So how that works out to is you have between 39% and 49% chance if the height condition is met to disable everyone in AOE2 range, which is, again, could be game changing, right? Coin flip. Yeah, it is a coin flip. And the times it's I find coin, coin flips, flips too. So it's like, <laughs> it's really, you have a quote unquote guaranteed, you know, success and fail and that middle one's the coin flip. It's like, are, are, is the game over or is it almost over? <laughs> Because disable is so crippling, right? Because like it is, yeah. Confused makes you walk around and hit people. Like at least once they're broken, they can use abilities. Stop. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was pretty brutal too. You know, even take turns. But like, you get disabled. It's not like silence where you can use physical attacks. It's you. You just can't even basic attack. It is insane. Because yeah. I think if you're confused and you basic attack, you at least get AP, right? You have, yeah. you have two choices. You either stand still to go to get your turns done faster, or like that's if you can take the yeah. damage that's incoming, or you right, run right. away and you get then like. Then you're, lo you're losing on the CT game. Yeah, it's brutal. You get kited down. And one thing about the disable now that I found out is that it's great for uh, evade teams because, first of all, when she's casting the, the uh, evade spell, it, does not, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't consider the opponent's evade mm -hmm. chance, right? So it's like most statuses, yeah. Yeah. So if you actually successfully land disable, there the chance to hit them goes up to 100%. It's like so yeah, or sleep yeah. and yep. So that is so you know like she has so much utility on top of her amazing damage. So that's mm -hmm. why she became my favorite character. Uh, I think I think she she'll work well in a lot of comps. Uh, I think she will start seeing a lot of use uh, as more people start building her up and get resonance up and so on and so on. Um, but she is you know, I think it is a bit complicated to figure her out. She has like so many passives, which one is the best one for which map right. and things like that. It's like, it takes a little while to get used to. And her LB is like one chance, right? Whereas Quicken, you have three chances. So even if you mess up a little mm -hmm. bit, you can, you know, you can go back and redo it. Her LB, it's like, it's, you know, one and done. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's perfect uh, it, it's, for people like us. You know, it gives us so much to dive into, you know? Yeah. Sink yeah. our teeth into. No. <laughs> Um, so do you have any experience with or against her, like in your guild or anything, uh, Zombie? Or like, what's your kind of, I know you said you want her. So like what, what draws you to her also? Uh, the ability to solo stuff on multi. I, I oh, wasn't even fair. considering putting her in my PVP team, but the limited energy being able to solo stuff and not pay attention on auto and multi was really tempting. Do you have Medina? 
I do at level 60. Oh, okay. So did you get, you got her one and like everybody got it for free, I take it? And uh, no, she was one of the first URs I pulled. I just went, at, went after Sid when I, I heard think, I about saying, uh, I the I collaboration. You may be one of the only people I've ever heard that pulled her early and just didn't use her after all the hype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went for Sid. There you go. You went for the, the other hype. <laughs> yeah. Although you played Tactics, though, so I'm sure you have at least some fond memories of Sid. I hear he's, he was good in that game. I've never played it. Yeah, he's probably the best character in the game. Um, just like this one. <laughs> Listen, man, there's no reason Crush or a uh, sword-based attack should outrange my Black Mages, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so my one of my favorite complaints... But I'll use him. <laughs> um, okay, so that, that's interesting. So the one more thing before we move on to the next topic <laughs> is going to be Ildira's TMR, which we almost skipped over. Uh, it is a transposition and a quicken all in one, sort of. Uh, there's a lot of debates going around about its viability because it can only target your opponents. So when I initially read it, I thought you could target anybody and you could play around with it, but you can't. So, and it has a charge time. It's not instant or anything. I think it is potentially very useful in very niche situations, granted, but that it could be very impactful on units like Miranda, which I also learned it's a cloth armor that only can be equipped by, like, actual mage classes. You can't put it on a ninja, so you can't put it on Katone. Uh, you can't put it on, say, Rain wears clothes. He can't wear it. So that was disappointing, uh, but I guess we'll start with Daniel. What's your, say, maybe pre-impression, now initial impression, and then like future kind of outlook on the TMR as, a, as it pertains to life PvP? And maybe a potential use for it. I think, um, not having pulled in the, the unit, I've obviously tried to do some research into, you know, obviously knowing my enemy, like knowing myself kind of thing. Um, I didn't realize the cast time was so slow. Um, that's it's not, a flare. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, at max, um, at max, it's a flare. <laughs> uh, so units that have a higher cast time or that can afford to um, equip gear, you know, vision cards, whatever that increases their cast time, I think are, are going to have uh, an easier time using it as a support. You know, um, I think I would like to pick Gumi's brain on like the decision they made uh, for who can equip it. Like, why is it? mages only is it like did they do a lot of internal testing or something and like that's the decision they came up with like um i haven't i haven't really ran into many ilderas in in live pvp um haven't had the misfortune of having it used against me <laughs> um, but i'm actually really looking forward to it because i'm a strong believer in making mistakes and learning from them um so i don't really have much first-hand experience uh getting screwed over by the TMR, but I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Zande, I know you you seemed excited earlier about it. Go, Kind of walk us through your thoughts on it and maybe things you can imagine happening with it. It's It was a lot more exciting before I learned that you couldn't equip it on like a Venera or a Sid, because if you could use that and then drop like Heavenly Blade, well, you just won. <laughs> but 
to to be able to use it on like a Miranda and where so many people are running a 97 faith and you follow it up with the LB. Well, now they're all confused and half dead. It well, two of them, the two that didn't the get game. swapped out. <laughs> well, yeah. The yeah. last person gets swapped out, hopefully near the rest of your team. If that's your mm-hmm. plan. Okay, but, that's that's very similar to what I'm imagining now. Now that I know the yeah. restrictions, is it's going to be an interesting tool for Miranda to use to maybe because I mean I build Miranda pretty tanky anyway, so maybe you build her a little slower, put some golem on her or something like make her really beefy against whatever type you think you're going to be experiencing, and then yeah, kind of walk up maybe even with another time mage honestly like with Ildira yeah. you could do stuff um, like with the CT manipulation. Love me uh, then you want then you want to be faster, but. Love me and some then, transposition plays. Yeah, so you like target them, run back, swap, LB the two here, and then, like you said, separate the other unit and get in there. Uh, but Locke, what about you? What's your kind of feeling about it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I also think it's it's quite niche. Um, I think uh, the best case that I can think of is when you are two spaces away and you walk away to get so that when you're transposition, you can separate the group. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that you have to start two spaces away from the enemy unit, right? And right. that's up to the enemy to do. Uh, and so the case, you know, when, you know, how often will that happen is probably quite limited because most mages can't take a hit. Uh, and the ones that can, I mean, it, it also becomes like, you know, it, it's not that, oh, like, this is not my only choice. I can also put a different TMR on, on Miranda or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. several of the TMRs have quite useful abilities. So, um, I don't know if I could make the sacrifice of saying, well, I can use this as a niche situation, but I have to give up this other awesome ability for it, right? And is that worth it? I I don't know. Uh, so far, I would I would think no, but I mean, maybe maybe we'll find a use for it yeah. as we keep going around so, with it. So it's more for highlight reels than it is for uh, realistic, all, all-encompassing scenarios? Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know. Just, meaning just... like randomly going in like not a tournament setting where we right. tend to be able to predict matchups a little mm-hmm. more like when you actually just go into a random pvp match and find a yeah I, I, don't, I don't i don't see uh cases like that where i can use it maybe maybe things like you know i'm I'm doing some crazy build with like ct manipulation so i'm putting it on say Kilfay and running Kilfay up and then using like ct average or something crazy like that so it can work in like a very specific uh, situation where I haven't figured it out yet, but I mean, maybe there's something like that. Yeah, I, I would say it, it adds an interesting dynamic um, to the use of Quicken. Um, generally, you want to use Quicken on units that are going to be affecting the enemy team, be it like damage or like a status effect. Um, but with the advent of uh, her TMR only being able to use with, with mages, um, you have to make the choice of are you going to quicken your attacker or um, are you going to quicken your support so that they can get into that two two range and then get back out, you know? Um, so uh, there's, I guess, that it's an interesting dynamic to me to think of. The, the, the other side of that, in my opinion, is that like if you're doing all that, like for example, you have your support going once, and then you also quicken and you know get out, and then once that you know, by that time you could probably also like just do do two jamming first and take out the enemy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know you're you're doing all of this, uh, which is which might like you know it might do something to the game, but at the same time you know, send a message, use all the energy just to, uh... let them know you could have killed them, but you're doing this to them instead. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, it's in, it's for like cases that like maybe damage isn't like the only the solution, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I can imagine doing it. There's sometimes where opponents like say rain, or if someone brings a wall, like at some point I just ignore the unit. I I avoid. Yeah, with the wall. <laughs> I avoid the unit, I try to kill their other, and then I just lap them later and try to team up on them 2v1, 3v1, however fortunate I am at, at the end game. Um, I could imagine doing it to a unit like that that you're significantly faster than and punish them just be like, alright, I'm gonna put you over here and like we're gonna we're gonna deal over here. I could have killed I could have done damage to one of your guys, but I wanna just take you out for a while then do my damage because i i feel like it's going to give me maybe a better chance i'm not getting stopped while i'm trying to kill your guys or something like that so it kind of goes along with what we're saying with it being a niche and everything but i think that's maybe a slightly more like a slightly different uh situation more realistic what like uh i used transposition recently i was practicing for the mr matches and i was using helena and my opponent uh went berserk i don't remember how it happened but his unit went berserk. I think it was the reaction. Uh, he was Viking, using... Yeah. Who's he using? It wasn't Seymour, because Seymour can't go berserk. Fun fact. He gets the buff without going berserk. It's great. Pretty sure it was Tyrell. Uh, I think it was Tyrell, yeah. So he went berserk. I'm like, oh, he can't control him. I'm like, transposition, run back here, swapped him nine spaces away, or eight spaces, whatever it was, and then I just 2v1'd his other unit while his Tyrell was just walking back. <laughs> it just like completely crippled his strategy. It was great. Like Monty Python, just like Lancelot, just running. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so I can imagine doing that kind of stuff with the TMR. Obviously, yeah. If you have a second quickener on the team with Miranda, you can do cuter stuff with Dax. You can swap it, but again, you could also just jam and thrust twice. Um, I'm hoping. Are there any units you guys can think of in the future that fulfill the caster role that could end up using it as like a tank? Like, say Freyavia's oh. uh, thing was swapped, right? Like, if she was a white mage first, spellblade second, she's a tanky-ass white mage. She could maybe do something with it. But, uh, who'd you say? Um, I, I'm i still learning about Chell, but um, I figure she's fast enough. And she has D for extra movement, so she can drag people further. <laughs> um, I guess that's that's actually an interesting thing. I, I was planning on wrapping this up just now, but we're all talking about time mages. They already have transposition and can go way further with it. Start from four spaces. Granted, they don't yeah. get quickened when they swap in, though. That's the, mm -hmm. that's gonna be the decision you make. Interesting. I'm like, I'm so convinced that there's a use for it, but I also there's that part of my brain that's more realistic. Like, it's probably not the best. It's just really fun and interesting. Uh, people use transposition <laughs> all the time. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I mean the TMR like over other. No, yeah, yeah. People yeah. don't use transposition all the time. I think it's a really underrated skill. Yeah. I guess we'll start with a, another thing. We'll bounce back to Ildira specifically. Uh, you asked a question the other day. I believe it was, if we had to pick and tier units out into like top tier or S tier, A tier, whatever, what would we put in the top three? Is that Was that your question? Yeah, I, I, I would say like, what, my question is all the units available, what are the top three units that, what would you consider are the top three in the game, in global right now? For, in what context? For live PvP. For live PvP, okay. Yeah. And that's that's it, right? No other qualifiers. Just that's the question. Okay, that's that's it. Yeah. So before we answer, Zande, I'm curious. So you have played some, but you're not like super deep into it. And you said you you know kind of get your ass kicked sometimes. What <laughs> from your perspective, what would you say? Kind of looking into the scene, you would be those top three units. And why? If you, assuming you had 
unlimited resources. Assuming they're like, level 99, 15s out, yeah, you have it, things you want. Maybe not max VCs. Agrius, it's really hard. But. Agrius, Ildira, and um, probably Rain would be the three I would go with. They, they all have capabilities to do damage, sustain, status effects. If you could have all the right TMRs like Ziza's Bells, you could have a really good one game. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Daniel, I think you answered or sort of answered the question at one point. Actually, well, no, we'll go with Black first. You asked the question. Do you have sure. the three you would say? So um, the way I thought about it is, I mean, for PvP, you can bring three units, right? Mm -hmm. uh, no matter how much, how many units you have in your roster, you're limited to three. So if you can bring a unit that can cover more than one base very well, then I think that is a top unit. So Gilgamesh, for example, he is you know fantastic DPS. He's also fantastic support because he has quicken, he has haste, which is you know the abilities you want in a support uh, unit. He doesn't have heal, but goofy. and exactly, he's he's tanky. He has, I mean, he's also very expensive to build, but uh, <laughs> he he is worth the, he's worth the resources that you put him into, that you put into him. I mean. Um, so, so that's, that's the kind of way I was thinking about it. And when I'm thinking about it that way, I, the three units that I thought of were Gilgamesh, uh, Kilfey and, uh, Eldera, uh, Kilfey, because I find that again, she does so many things. She has access to Holy, uh, which is good against, you know, the dodge teams. She has, um, healing, she has raise, she has fantastic damage capabilities. She's tanky. So she can do a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, that's why I would... Yeah, she has Imperil as well. She has with their LB. For magic um, damage, but yeah. Or for yes. magic attack damage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would I would think that that's that's the way I was thinking about the question. It was it was not um I was like, how how would I think about it? How do how if I was gonna make a tier list right now, what would be the top three units? That's what I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, it's subjective. I mean, I'm sure everyone will say something different. And on top of that, like any unit you pick, they have a weakness, right? So I was like, is anyone really better than another? I mean, yes and no. So how now, can I think about it? Would you say those three together would make the best team of three? No. Then? I, I, I don't think so because, I mean, I think the, those three are a good team. Uh, I think there could be much better teams. Uh, but I think um, I, I think those three are the top units. But it doesn't mean that the best team is those three together. Right, which I, I thought was going to be the case. So that's a really interesting distinction to make, I think. Um <laughs> Daniel, what about, what would you say? Uh, yeah, so um, kind of like uh, uh, how Locke was explaining, like towards the end, like um, you, you were saying like you thought you remembered my answer. Um, so um, before I get into that, I just um, have to kind of provide the context of like not being a fan of tier lists. Uh, oh, for like, sure. Me neither. As, 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 <laughs> uh, as, as Locke mentioned, you know, like you can't avoid but be um, subjective and and placing them in the different tiers, right? Because um, um, as I'm sure most of us are aware, uh, it's it's all about like you know the the rock paper scissors elements of mm -hmm. um, of the game, where um, depending on the situation, like one unit is going to be uh, in uh, uh, like in a disadvantaged situation as opposed to another. So um, I my answer was that I uh, I didn't really have one. It was that, I remember, it, it yeah, depends on the context, yeah. you know. Um, I just I can't. You're on I the spot. Say. Pick three. <laughs> <laughs> um, just yeah, for conversation's just, sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, uh, I do I can relate to the idea of having um, 
a unit that's viable in different situations. Um, so for, you know, not just like damage and support and healing, but also um, uh, maybe even especially like uh, status effects. Um, for instance, like Katone is very, very powerful with their stop effects until we get like the ribbon or whatever, um, which again, situational, right? Uh, so uh, so Katone's uh, ability to stop, uh, Victoria's ability to charm, uh, Ziza before her, um, when you run into these situations where like maybe you don't have the accuracy you need to hit a dodge uh, team or unit um, you rely on these faith attacks as i as i try to coin it i'm still waiting for that to take off but uh, i call attacks. them i call them faith attacks because status like, effects yeah yeah status effects. so <laughs> um uh, that's that's part it's it's not just about like whether you can do damage or you can support well it's about um being able to respond to these different situations um in a way that can provide you an advantage, you know? Um, let's not even get into like transposition and quicken and stuff like that. Um, I think you could probably generate a pretty decent like live PVP um, tier list just based off of um, teams that people bring to tournaments, um, you know, like where you're like the money's on the line, um, like you're, you're in it to win it, whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm doing a lot of air quotes today. <laughs> or are they vampire fans? T Rex um, arms. T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so obviously, yeah, I agree. Uh, Kilfay, um, Kilfay is, a, is an amazingly viable unit. Um, Rain, also um, awesome. These uh, new tactics units like uh, Agrius, uh, Delita, even um, Stadio. Like Jesus, we're up to five already. Yeah, it's just it's. <laughs> I can't. It, it's it's really hard for me to pin down three. So I'm gonna have to abstain, I guess. Oh, but you have to pick three. <laughs> No, so I'll, I'll let it pass. I'm in a similar situation where I agree. I completely agree with you that identifying three isn't necessarily useful, except as more of a thought exercise to, you know, maybe focus yourself on what's relevant, like have in, figure out something you might not have thought of before or, or aspects. Like something, as you were talking, right, you said uh, it depends on the situation. There's a sort of like 4D chess game you could be playing where it's like, well, if this unit's good, right, and everyone considers, say, Ildir, I think we all could probably all agree is towards the top. Yeah, it's like, amazing. does that make Frederica now one of the better units because she's a solid counter to Ildira because she's a lot faster? And if she can get a hit off, which I know Locke, you're working on her not dying to a sharpshoot, yeah. uh, but like if she can one shot her, it's like now you can't do the Ildira things. So. I wonder how th that sort of interaction, where everything kind of settles. So, like, there's this there, this unit's up here. Well, this unit mm -hmm. then gets brought up, which brings this one down, which then brings this one up. And, like, where does that equilibrium happen? Uh, that aside, not getting too deep in all that, if I had to just pick three, I agree Gilgamesh would be on there just simply because of his versatility like you said he's got he's got the quicken and haste sort of stuff he even has self-haste so he has additional hastes he doesn't have to cast on you know himself uh like regular haste he's, he's got the range gets the range he, he has a massive aoe with a debuff he has a relatively beefy body he's going to be over four thousand health normally with respectable resistances and stuff then he also has a teleport attack which can be useful for, for positioning and really throwing off your opponent's uh game that way which also does large damage for some reason um he's just yeah solid all around lb not so good but uh <laughs> comparatively then this is where it gets a little tough because i think 
Il excuse me, pre-Ildira, I may have said uh, Rain at the top. Not that she counters Rain, but I think she pushes him out of my top three. Because I think Ildira is there, mainly because of Locke's video. That's just, it's ridiculous. Like, a lot of powerful units. So, let's see. Venera, Victora, Ziza. Uh, Katone is not a thief. Shadowlings is not a thief. What other thieves are there that I'm missing? You said Victoria, right? Yeah, Victora. Yep, Victora. Yerma. Ziza. Yerma is a thief. Yerma could be a thief. There's a lot of relevant units. Yes, I called Yerma relevant. That could do this job alongside Ildira that you already will be playing anyway. Like, for my account, personally, Victor is one of my, like, top units. I, mean, I don't think she's in the top three, but I would use her in a lot of situations. If I just put Ildira on my team now, now I have that gambit of, or, like, a thing in my pocket where I can just be like, oh, I'm just going to do the steal time CT, go up because I have 102 agility, and I'm going to take the next turn, too. What's up? Um... So I, I agree that she's probably up there just because of her pure flexibility, uh, utility. She Like you said, she does a lot of jobs. The third one, though, um, I think you said... Wait, who did you say was the third lock? Kilfey. Kilfey, yeah. right. So I love Kilfey. Since day one, Salir and Kilfey were like my two targets. I wanted them. No amount of money was going to stop me from getting them, that sort of thing. Uh, I didn't get Kilfey. I did like 24 pulls for her, I think and just didn't get her um have a lot of shards though this morning an mr plus ticket i pulled her so i actually i haven't used her yet this man in his mr pulls <laughs> Ildira, day one and then kill fate now yeah um and yeah i have the same story i got both of them from the mr tickets really <laughs> <laughs> sunday how about you <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I haven't yeah. actually used Kilfa yet. Like she, she's so interesting, and I agree she's really flexible. But I haven't experienced her yet, so maybe there's a, a gap I'm missing. And I may also be very biased because I play a lot of Rain, who stuffs her face in most of the time. And it's she, he's not a direct counter, but he is kind of my go-to like anti-Kilfa. Like unless they are on Spellblade sub and well geared, she's gonna get two hit. I, I haven't really seen one that survives more than two hits. Then again, I build my rain really offensive, but um, rain would be close just because, again, his flexibility and the fact that he can be so beefy and so innately tanky for no reason and then also deal, like, 5,000 damage to an Engelbert. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then I think, though, I'm going to have to agree that Agrius is up there for me. Not even just because of her status effect, like, the fact that she can, like, stop somebody. It's the fact that she can stop, silence, confuse, and disable people. A lot of units, That's something crazy. I've been learning in the past couple weeks, especially doing these PvP tournaments, is before games, I'm checking everybody's resists. So like I can kind of have a game plan of like, all right, I can North Swains strike this guy. I can Judgment Blade this guy. I don't LB this one or something. And I actually learned yesterday, uh, I played against Longtime Twitch. Um, spoiler, uh, my video is not going to be out yet when this comes out, but uh, I did win. And my Mustadio had a 100% disabled chance on Shadowlinks. We just learned that she has this, like, 25% weakness, so just put it up to 100%. And we're, like, we're both like, what? <laughs> so, we, like, uh, uh, just, a bit of a, just a bit of a side note. Uh, like, I encourage anybody watching right now to get in the habit of uh, checking 
uh, the stat page for the units that you're fighting against. Um, that's such a good habit to be in. Just uh, the more often you do it, the faster you get uh, doing it. For sure, yeah. And like vision cards, same deal, right? Like you go in, like that's the kind of habit. You move one, move back, click menu, back, uh, map, scroll up, click them, magnifying glass, yeah. look at their cards, go back, resist. Okay. <laughs> if you and know if, what and you're if you're looking... playing, if you're playing Victora, you check their faith. <laughs> if, you, if you know like what you're looking for, uh, bravery, yeah. faith, resistances. Yeah. Um, it, it takes like a second or two. It's nice on their turns if you can help it, but like if you, it, it depends on the game. Um, Sorry, I digress. Oh no, you're no, you're good. Uh, but Agris has so many. Like Sid can't be disabled, but boy, can he be stopped. And uh, Silence doesn't really do much to him. But um, then you go to Victora is actually a tough one because I think she has resistance to both stop and disable. Is that stop and immobilize? I don't know about disable. Actually, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up. Uh, the calc real quick. I'm gonna get really bright while my <laughs> Google screen lights up. I want to make sure I don't uh, don't mess this up. This take two seconds. Victora is. Oh, it's immobilizes the other one. Um, I don't know why I ever tried to immobilize her, but I noticed one day. Um, like learning about these units, status effect resistance is huge, and Agris can hit basically any unit with at least one of them. And if you can silence a mage, they're done for three turns. You can disable anybody. They're done for three turns. If you stop people, they're done for a third of the remaining game. Uh, like the fact that she has all of those tools and they're they're all coin flips, assuming because a lot of people have high faith. So if they have lower faith, it's not a coin flip anymore. But then you're winning for other reasons, um, because maybe their heals aren't as high, or they don't they can't stats affect you as well, or their full lives miss or something. Like it's a really interesting balance to strike. I'm not saying I'm not I'm team ninety seven faith, but at the same time. I get punished for it sometimes too. <laughs> but yeah, so she has access to all that stuff. She's ridiculous range, AoE. She's also just tanky to everything. Uh, my opponent today was very surprised with her tankiness against physical damage. Like she was taking under a thousand from like a, a well-built Sid. Like it happens, especially on Paladin sub. Like she she's an all-in-one package. She's less of the all-in-one package of having multiple jobs. She has a little bit of like regen, which helps people heal here and there, but she's not, she's not a healer. But she's a support in a different way, and she does damage because both of her like main weapon options are very solid, and she just has really beefed up stats for no reason. There's no reason she should have 90 agility without trying very yeah. hard. There's no reason would, she should have like 5,000 health. Like it's she's insane. I would say the one thing that she she struggles against is the thing that um, maybe they intentionally provided um, a way to mitigate is uh, evade teams, and so I think yep. having Lizalia's um, like that that sword. With the the accuracy plus the slash attack and the the ice attack is um is a is a nice complement to her kit. Um, so yeah, I think I would say my third unit is Agrius because of that. Um, but I can see arguments for maybe like five other units, like taking that mm -hmm. third slot. I definitely think Gilgamesh is in there, uh, and Ildira maybe just because she's so new and like we haven't figured out like how to beat her yet. But at the same time. It doesn't matter if you can beat her. She has so many tools, like, you might also just get beat, regardless of what your plan is. Um, so, yeah, that's my three. But, uh, again, I will repeat. <laughs> you don't have to. It's not It's not totally totally yeah. uh, true. Or it's tier list or shit. I think there's a quote from uh, one of my TCG, like, one of the best uh, players in one of my TCGs. He said, uh, a tier list is just someone's 
shitty opinions and here's my shitty opinions or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. but, I can appreciate the perspective on that. Yeah, it's very necessary. But um, any other thoughts on that in general? Like uh, anything you guys would add after hearing everybody's opinions on that, uh, Zande? No. Okay. <laughs> what? Um. So what you said about Elder, not Elder, about uh, Kilfe is the same as I feel about Agrius because I don't have Agrius. I mean, I've been fighting her. And um, so the funny thing is, I mean, because of her status effects, uh, when I go to the PvP tournaments, actually, that's like in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, if, if I get disabled, what do I do? Like, so I have to actually plan for that. Uh, mm. And I... It's a so lot I, to plan actually, for, too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, there are... I mean, after this tournament, I will go into what I have done to to kind of uh, mit mitigate that. And, um, uh, but yeah, uh, I so I only, I play against her, I don't play her. So that's mm. probably why I don't see her usefulness as much as uh, Killface, for example. So I've been playing with Killface for like two days. <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I also, I've been playing with Salary for a while. And uh, I think Salary is like an MR Salary. version. Salary. Salary is it? She's not a Salier. vegetable. Salier. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, a nice flair, though. Salary. <laughs> Very picky I have, up. I have, I have uh, trouble pronouncing names sometimes. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good. You're <laughs> my my empty no, caps. Salier. Jeez. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so Salier. Salier is. I mean, she has kind of access to a lot of the a lot of the stuff. She has holy. Sure. She has raise. She has great damage. Uh, she's she's not as tanky. That's the only thing, uh, but I I can appreciate how how good she was because I was thinking of bringing her to like live PVP teams before. So when I when I saw Killfay, I'm like, yeah, this is this is this is a it's the real deal. <laughs> she can take a hit now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like I mean, Leona's Castle, Salir just trying to do her best. <laughs> so uh, I think Agris. I think Agris. I mean, when, when you explained it, I think it. I think she can be a great unit, and I mean, especially if I have to think about what do I do if I get all these status effects, and it's gonna be like a part of my plan. I think she's definitely like a force to be reckoned with, you know. Yeah, like you never um... want to plan on like relying on a coin flip, <laughs> but every attack she has is a coin flip. Like you're <laughs> exactly. gonna hit something eventually. Like even I don't care what you think, the mystical world is gonna deliver you in terms of luck at some yeah. point you're hitting one of those things assuming you're going on a unit that's not like immune to it and it's just oh, they're also backbreaking it's so insane even delita though to be honest like the only difference is delita can't take as many hits as agrius can so yep. although he is an immense attacker i'm terrified of him and his lb is obnoxious because i play a lot of mages and he's just going to silence the whole team because of the 67 percent because lbs are stupid but <laughs> but uh like he he just can't take as many hits. Otherwise, he would potentially be in contention too because not so much now with Eldira, but like being weak to water wasn't always the biggest deal. Like you have to worry about Miranda, but then like your opponent has to be building some damage on Miranda to still like try to one-hit you and there's a whole mind game with all that. But um, yeah, coin flips, man. Sometimes you gotta go for it and get rewarded. If there's one advice I can give for this, uh, I say this all the time on my stream, it's like if you have no like guaranteed options sometimes you just gotta go for it like you have to go especially like evade teams before i got really solid with my victor plays to get sneak attacks off like i didn't have a lot of accuracy on most of my teams uh probably a fault of mine but at the same time i just didn't have the good gear for it so i was just like 49 percent let's try it 36 
gotta do it at some point oh i hit all right we're, we're in a position now <laughs> right. can we hit that sleep like you just got to go for it sometimes and agris rewards you for going for it yeah. every turn i think that that kind of harks back to um what luck kind of started saying about um just jumping into live pvp like um it's another um uh kind of uh, support for that argument is um like getting better at going for it like mm -hmm. making those executive decisions mm -hmm. maybe that makes me a hypocrite saying so because i always like the timer's my like worst enemy <laughs> like um generally i would say like as you practice your game you know like you're going to get better at um following these these um strategies and like pathways and stuff um so i would encourage you guys um like our, our viewers to um work like the more you pvp the more you're going to get better at making these decisions faster yeah for sure like even just the i recommend playing live pvp on a phone because it's yeah. less distance to click everything it's it's just faster than a mouse usually it's this connection is typically stronger um but yeah even just the muscle memory of saving those maybe three extra seconds right than your opponent gets because you just know the thumb order to like go check the vision cards real quick, get out of it, and like you, you kind of see like, oh, they're Leon or they're Odin's at a fourteen. Okay, he didn't max out the card yet, so he's only got like six man eater or whatever. And you can like make these little calculations from just playing it a lot, um, and those little things that you know can help you make decisions later for like I don't want to be in position of a ten man eater Odin, but a six one I can probably survive stuff like that. Um, so I'll end this topic off on uh, Zande. What? would you say would either have to be added to the game or your account would have to be positioned to do to get you like kind of diving even more into the PVP scene? Uh, working less. Okay. <laughs> tomorrow that's, tomorrow that's makes fair. my first day off in like 20 days. Oh man. That's oh, rough. Wow. That's, that's the biggest thing is just okay. more so time. It's, it's a time sink. Okay. Yeah. Now does the I spend my time farming. Does the introduction of the two times uh, encourage you at all? Yeah, yeah the two times and it makes turns even auto. If I don't have time to actually play through it, I can auto it and get towards those Hermes sandals or that platinum armor. Right, right. Mm. Are you going for Hermes or platinum armor first? The sandals. The agility is more impactful. Good man. <laughs> I agree with that. I would like a vital platinum armor someday. And actually, the passive on it is strike. So as of now, you can probably get away with just a plus zero of whatever, whichever version you want, which is kind of nice. I have uh, I have one, and it's it's really hard to get to 987 <laughs> yeah. or whatever, 78. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, at, at plus zero. So um, I would go for shield, honestly. Yeah, probably. You don't need, you don't need 300 more health <laughs> unless you're like Whisper, but then again, plus versions. Anyway. But yeah, sorry, Zandi. Right, anyway, so it would just be more time in like your life in general. Yeah, okay. yeah, I not enough time to go around. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm definitely a nerd. Like I'm just, my life is very centered around. I just, I plan stuff around this game. I do. It's, <laughs> it's kind of. I don't know if it's sad or if it's dedication. I don't know. It's some bastardized it's combination somewhere those, in but... between <laughs> I, I have a quick question i know we're kind of uh going maybe a little bit more time than usual but um we like still have one you... last little topic after this yeah one. uh so that kind of makes me wonder like do you guys ever have like a certain time of day that you would normally uh try to do live pvp like for let's for me like uh sometimes i like reading myself to sleep and i found myself live pvping myself to sleep 
Oh, don't say that. Now everyone's going to think it's boring. <laughs> it engages your brain. I can't live PvP before bed. What you talking about? <laughs> Just ending your ending your night off on like yeah, a high yeah, note, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Mm -hmm. uh, do you guys, uh, like, have you noticed, like, a certain time of the day that you would try to do it? Uh, whenever the mood strikes, honestly. Like, if all my daily stuff's done, maybe I'll get to, like, zero energy at some point after doing a long farm. And I'll be like, eh, that was a good time. I'll get some natural energy back and go chill for a bit, come back later. Uh, what about you, Locke? Yeah, I have no set time. The only time I would not do it is when I'm really sleepy because I will make, like, lots of mistakes. <laughs> and I have made a lot of mistakes, and I'm like, yeah, I should have slept, like, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean, any any time of the day, I don't I don't really have a set time to do it. Um, yeah, just whatever strikes my fancy. So, yeah. oh wait, sorry. I I was gonna say you. What about you? Do you have a? a oh day? no, you I any? just oh so I, sorry, 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 my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm gonna have a set time to do it, it's probably gonna be after my day's pretty much over. I've cooked dinner. We've ate. I'm waiting to go to sleep at this point that's when i'd have the time to do it yeah i think that was part of it all right sweet so i have a mystery topic i haven't told anybody what it is i just told them it's going to be kind of on the fly i just want to hear your answers they can be as short or as long as you want i I want at least some explanation but you don't have to go like too deep again we're gonna start with, with the guest zande what would you say in a pvp context which i know Again, whether I don't know how many things you will know how to answer this with, but maybe a slept on sub job could be a specific unit who has a sub job that is kind of slept on that people you don't hear about people typically using, or just a, a sub job in general that you think is underused or has an ability that's underutilized. Any any combination of those to formulate your answer. Monk, there's there's basically no strike damage in the game and basically no strike resist you can now with the addition of the platinum helm you can get to a 95 percent slash resistance warrior of light or a hundred percent whisper but what are you getting your your strike resistance to 30 <laughs> right so are there any particular abilities that make you say that or is it just the strike damage in general just the strike damage in general i think uh you have abilities like was I can't remember what it was called. What does it do? Uh, it's a lot like Nighthawk. It's that type of range, straight line. Oh, Terra Slash. Ability. That's it. Yeah. Terra Slash was fun on Ifrit. <laughs> Just, boom, 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 boom. We got Lucia to hit a 9999. <laughs> Terra Slash. <laughs> but, okay. Um, that's, okay. Uh, we'll go to Daniel next. I would say uh, Green Mage, hands down for me. Okay. Um, I think uh, Green Mage generally you see on um, on like mage like main jobs, you know, um, and the ability to affect the battlefield with not just the the debuffs um, but the agility up. And um, some Green Mages get, oh, well, I think all of them actually get their specific elements. Um, like a mm -hmm. bar yeah. arrow, bar lights, you know, etc. Um, those, like, people don't really think of those in terms, or at least uh, maybe for the past months or whatever, in terms of, like, defensive buffs. Um, you can really stack elemental 
buffs with things like protect and like everything else that you um, uh, like you would normally expect to build defenses uh, around other, form, other forms of mitigation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Words are yeah, hard. I, feel, um, I feel like a lot of people, yeah, it's vitalize and dispel, and then like beyond that, they're like, what does my sub job do, or what does my main job yeah. do? Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that that one stands out to me. Okay. Any particular units that you think uh, should maybe explore using Green Mage sub more? Besides Grace. <laughs> Um, it's fine so if yeah, no. I just um, I think so. Obviously, uh, obviously, you guys know, and maybe like maybe our viewers maybe don't really know as much, but yeah, Grace is definitely one of those uh, units that really stands out as a green mage. Um, she doesn't have dispel, but she has everything else that makes that that job worthwhile, you know. Um, but she gets she has bar light bar light raw, which um, is like a like the AOE to like burst, you know. Um, um, so she's been. Uh, Kind of pivotal in terms of like my trying to go like an anti-holy build, uh, but you know obviously units like Agrius, um, the, the with the cleric sub job that gets uh, uh, light veil or dark mm -hmm. veil and such. Um, I'm trying to think of any units that stand out that could use green mage more often, um, because obviously I think maybe those of us with like more URs, um, like obviously Ayaka, we've had difficulty with on auto because of using you know prioritizing bar arrow instead of the, these other buffs that are way more useful do you want me to uh, go through the green mages the units with sub sub green no i think uh i think okay. i think i'm all right um but yeah i think uh for, i guess it just depends if people have access to these, sure. these units you know right, um right. but i would i would say just sub or objectively in terms of like whether or not it's being slept on i think green mage definitely places okay and lock so I think, personally, I think not even just a sub job. I think an ability. I think steel time is being underused, for uh, in in light PvP because I mean, it, it, there you can do a lot with it, right? And I don't think I've ever seen anyone else use it before. Um, uh, now that you know, spells are you know mages are there are several mages in the game. Steel time will enable you to get an ability off. When I was using Victor before with jump and her agility wasn't as good, I would. I would run up Venera to use steel time on an enemy so that jump would land. Uh, I would steel time my own units to change the CT order to get like someone to be quickened before. Um, I was able to do like a an, an, like you know steel time my own Victoria and then quicken her to get like two turns at once uh, on turn one. So I could I could do all these like different combos with steel time and I don't think uh, I haven't seen other people utilize steel time as much. Um, at least not in a lot of my masters anyway. Um, and even like this, the thief sub job, I wasn't really interested in it until I got Venera, and then I'm like, well, I have her. I might as well see what's in there. Because before, whenever I thought of thieves, I thought of charm, and it just wasn't appealing to me to use. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I kind of put it on the back burner. Uh, when I thought of Venera, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna run her as like a uh, a dual gunner because you know I was all about gunners at the time, right? But then I'm like, oh, you know, the thief job is actually kind of interesting, and then the steel time was like even more interesting. So I st and I mean if you see my videos and my like my tactics, a lot of it is about like CT manipulation. That's why I like Ildero so much, right? So steel time is is definitely like I think is an underused ability, uh, and I think it has a lot of potential to to do to do great. It also gives you a benefit of just giving you more agility. I think up to thirty percent mm -hmm. uh, more if you for the person that uses steel time. So it's just all around. It's pretty great. All right. 
Um, have you ever run into the problem, though, where, like, say a unit's taking a turn, like, in one or two turns, you steal time, and it just doesn't change the order because of the CT? Like, do you find it hard to manage that? Like, to kind of analyze when it's actually going to matter or versus when it's not going to actually change the order? Oh, uh, I usually... Unless it's a trade quick. secret. <laughs> no, I, I usually just, you know, click on map. I check on the units that I want to go before it to make sure that it would work. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I do miss, but uh, it, it's more often than not that I don't. Uh, because uh, from the CT, you can kind of see, like, you know, if, if they have, like, 46 CT, and then I know, okay, if I steal time, we'll have 23, whereas my unit has, you know, uh, you know, 33. So I know it'll go before your unit, Sure, right? sure. So yeah, I actually used it today nice. in my main event match. Um, there was a rain and a other unit, not important, uh, within one space of each other. And I knew if I gave him a turn, he was going to be able to move that rain away, and I couldn't AOE to, like, kind of clear out and, like, put double status effects down for with Agrius. So actually, Victora ran at Rain, which is normally a no-no. I was keeping her away the whole game. I'm like, you know what? Getting the steal time, put my Agrius before the Rain, and then Agrius got to go up and hit multiple units with the status effects. Like, yeah, stuff like that is awesome. Um, for me, I think uh, my answer might actually change because I was going to say Monk, but now that I was, while you were talking, I was just kind of double-checking myself here um, and seeing that a lot of the sub-jobs don't have the skill I was going to talk about, which is Chakra. Um, so now I have to think on the fly here. <laughs> oh, no. I do. Think I, I, do, do that. I think yeah, that right? Garyon is the only sub-monk that has Chakra. Does he have Chakra? I think so. And uh, no one uh, uses Gaff Garyon anymore. He does not. He has Purification. Is the weird, is like the oh, okay, that's what it was. So store about, store is useful. Wait, sorry. Uh, are you talking about like a like a unit that doesn't have like a main job monk? Right. So I was thinking of like Lucia on monk, for example, with being a mix up, or Frederica on ninja. Were some thoughts that came into my brain when I was thinking about this subject, like catching people off guard. Um, I was going to say monk, but now it's just more of like store tricks with things like Elda, Gafgarian, uh, Durando, like units. Not that anyone uses Durando, but units or like lucia even if you go store and then quad shot somebody like that's probably gonna hurt um but i think that actually might not be my answer anymore <laughs> so i think i'm gonna swap it and uh we'll give away some tech here uh that everyone can watch some recent videos uh lancer so lancer has a couple cool tricks um daniel and i made use of grace in a recent tournament and we both made the finals and then we had to do this to each other and it was miserable i was kind of expecting uh, lancer to be yours so i didn't yeah. want to pick that one <laughs> uh mana strike so in pvp managing your tp and ap is pretty important there's a reason zizas bells are so damn good and mana strike does not take a lot of investment to just drain someone's entire ap bar uh, I think I drained a rain once for 212 AP, which is more than his bar. Like, <laughs> you just put some Pierce Mastery on her, and it, it just drains it. I've seen, but, like, 300 to 500. It's insane. Really, yeah. So then, other moves like Osmos and Osmos Force are pretty cool, too, and, like, uh, Black Mage and Soldier Subs to take out TP from healers. You take AP from DPS, that sort of thing. But also another one is uh, Burst Slash. So Burst Slash moves a unit one space back when it gets hit. So there were actually a couple of times where I used, I had Rain charging Fyraga on one unit and another unit was one space off. While he was charging it, I moved Grace up, knocked them into it, and then they both got hit by the AoE. So like, 
there's a lot of cool intricate things you can do with a lancer sub job and like and the units that have the sub job are like eileen already wants pierce damage so like she can at least well she is she main lancer yeah she's main lancer right she's not a mm -hmm. dragoon yeah she's not a dragoon okay she's so yeah yep. eileen irrelevant then uh elda also lancer rob horn can do it <laughs> uh ziza i believe has uh, some of these tricks too grace tyrell tyrell actually that's i'm building him for sub lancer first before uh knight or viking because of it um but i think yeah sub lancer's sweet and people not, should try it out more not to mention the fact that you can build them for crit um a lot easier yeah because of their sharp spear um so even getting off uh, and attack like, it's a 38 percent attack buff so yeah 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 so like um combined with whatever main job they have if it's mm -hmm. not lancer um yeah it's just a really cool aspect to it yeah like looking at um i guess maybe rob horn might be the main one but like if you go in sharp spear into like a kongu does he have kongu in his main job off the samurai yes yeah, yep he does so kongoing people hurts already if you have if you have a thirty eight percent attack buff and he's thirty eight percent crit on someone who's almost always critting anyway, whoo, not whoo, to mention that Congo's uh, gonna hurt. <laughs> vacuum vacuum slash that's like built in uh, to mm -hmm. the Lancer subjob. Yeah, so I think that's a really cool subjob that uh, people should try out. And I guess playing off that, try more AP and TP attrition abilities in general, and just like mix it up. Like I know Venera has what's it called? Is it AP steel? C's AP. C's AP. Yeah. Uh, that one I know is pretty potent too been hit by that wasn't happy <laughs> <laughs> but uh anybody have any closing remarks or anything you want to add from the topics that we might have thought of while we were progressing along um i do have something that i was thinking about during locks um discussion about uh ct and elder and stuff um okay. uh, for anybody watching that is working on their pvp game which I'm, I'm guessing or hoping that maybe you are if you're watching um uh, for uh, maybe if you haven't really considered it as much, um, you don't always have to move and attack uh, for each turn, and uh, that's part of the the whole like move and use an action. Uh, yes, sorry, um, yeah. action because you don't always have to attack to take an action. But um, maybe that's not really something that's as paid attention to um, uh, by by like everyone. But like the the whole CT management isn't just about skills that affect CT, but it's it's also about the decisions you make. Um, whether to move or act or both. Um, so maybe that's that's one way to create openings, is to maybe uh, moving and then passing your turn, especially for higher agility units. Um, so try to keep that in mind. To build on what you said, actually, uh, same with affinity. Sometimes it might be better to keep your units closer so that they get more uh, agility, you know, agility bonuses from your other units, which translates into higher CT per turn, which uh, lets you take more turns faster. Um, then you hit by I, level three water gun and cry. <laughs> well, you have to, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the bad thing. About it's hard it, staying about, out of range uh, of that. <laughs> about affinity. No. Um, is that you're you're susceptible to taking uh, AOE damage. So you have to, I don't know, you have to uh, kind of manage that risk, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, Zande, how did you enjoy your experience on the podcast uh, tonight? I'm up a little later than normal, but it was enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'll admit, everybody, oh, I, uh, we, we started recording at one point, and then I realized I wasn't recording. We went through about 10 minutes of it, so <laughs> the beginning of this you saw was actually a repeat. Um, I apologize again.
But uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself, and thank you for joining us, um, especially, like you said, staying up later than normal. We really appreciate it, um, helping us kind of grow as a channel and also being our first guest. It's great. Yeah, of it was course. a pleasure. Um, but yeah, so we have been Let's Talk Tactics. I am Zach Burrell. I'm Dan Abu. I'm Luck. And we will see you next time.